Hey everybody, this is John whoa, whoa, coming at whoa. you. Whoa, that's yeah. not how that works, John. This may be a special episode, but you do not do that. Thought it was worth a try. Hello everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Mad Men Recap. I am your host, your host, Paul. We're coming to you high atop the Brooklyn studios in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. Uh, as always, I have with me, who you've already heard from, Dr. John in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. How are you, Dr. John? Hey, oh, fantastic. I love it when you're fantastic. And everybody, uh, be that this is a special episode, we have a, a special treat. Aww. Our third co-host who uh, joins only at her own whim. Uh, Kate, how are you this evening? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for coming back. Now, we've been dealing with a lot of um, contract negotiations, uh, yeah. much much like uh, Mad Men. Uh, it's been I mean, difficult. I, I really can't. I really can't talk about it. Like, oh. Because it's the, like, yeah, it's like a lawyer. It's thing. still in litigation. Yeah. Sure, I so understand. I'm, no, that's I'm fair. Not at liberty to say. That's fair. And being that John and I are the other side, on the other side, we would uh, appreciate not knowing. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, John. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, how are you? I'm doing great. Are you doing? You sound amazing. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I mean, be it that we are brothers and 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 whatnot. Uh, this may be a little strange, but um, your voice is extra sexy tonight. That was a little strange. Was that, was that a little gross? Yeah. Good. Gross. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, how are you, John? Here's, here's why I'm excited. Because we are going to talk about not just Mad Men, but the future Mad Men. This is true, John. This is the uh, very special uh, once a year predictions episode. Uh, everyone, this is where we, uh, we aren't going to recap a show for you tonight. We are going to give you our predictions and listener predictions for what may happen this season. Now, everyone, don't flick off your, uh, your headphones. We promise this will be at least minorly entertaining. And, uh, and then what you can do is email, email us on how wrong we are all through the season. Does that sound good to you, John? Sounds about right. Okay. Okay, uh, so let's 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 kick it off with a few of um, the listener predictions. As always, we had hundreds of thousands, and uh, although we have an army of interns working to sift through the best ones, um, that's all a lie. We had like five, and uh, John's going to read them for us. And they all came from the same dedicated listener. So we want to give a big thanks to John, who contributed all wait, these. Wait, is it just a coincidence? His name is John. <laughs> just a coincidence. His name is John. Just a coincidence. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope uh, and I'm going to rely on him not being French. Because as always, if you're French, please stop listening. Aww. Oh. Sorry, guys. All right. So you ready? Here we go. Let's do it. Number one. All right. We'll start off with kind of, you know, kind of an easy one. Uh, he predicts that the new art guy, Stan Rizzo, will become more likable and even maybe make some kind of notable contribution to the firm or perform a Good Samaritan Act. Now, is, and is that where that one ends? That's that. That's there's, it. There's no basis for that? Nope. There's no, uh, maybe Stan falls and hits his head. Here's the thing. Was Stan not fired in the last season? No. No. They held on to him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Wait, uh, he's the one that had that sort of um, awkward interaction with Peggy in the hotel room. Oh, right, where he took his pants off. See? Mm. If I had a dollar for every time I had an awkward <laughs> pants-taking-off situation, Kate, I would be a Poor. very... A very <laughs> I would be, I would be poor. Uh, John, do, do you have any uh, any insight on where that might have come from? I don't, but I think that 
you know, he's got to be a bigger part of the the uh, the story, and he's not really a great guy. I don't know. I don't see him being um, any better than he was. If anything, he might be one of the guys that disappears off the way of Vietnam. Oh, is that what you think? Uh, I, got, I got to say, I think I remember us saying that as the episodes went on last season that we did like him more and more. Yeah, he, he definitely brought, you know, an element of just, you know, fun to the show. Sure, sure. John, yep. prediction, prediction number two. Number two. Here's another one. This one for Creepy Glenn. Oh, I love Creepy Glenn. Here's a prediction that he will do something worse than Dick Whitman did in his story of how he used to urinate in the trunks of cars while he was a valet. So, so, so we think that uh, we think that Creepy Glenn will do something worse than urinate in cars like uh, like Don used to. Uh, I think that goes without saying. Um, Has he done uh, anything worse than that so far? Well, he did offer Sally his uh, quote unquote backwash, oh. uh, which is <laughs> which is borderline, John. Which is borderline. Uh, you know, uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I've written down a bunch of um, a bunch of predictions, and I don't know if we got into any creepy Glenn. But um, I gotta tell you, uh, as we were rewatching some of season four to come up with some uh, predictions, uh, Glenn is uh, altogether frightening. As we would call a greasy creeper. He's a. He will grow up to be a greasy creeper. And what is pre- that? He's already greasy. Uh, you know, like one of those guys that kind of breathes only through his mouth. <laughs> When he talks to ladies, like... <gasps> like, I've never seen Glenn when he hasn't needed a bath. This is true. Let's wash that boy's hair. Send him on that, his way. That last episode where he's got the one tucked collar, that, that never caught on. Yeah. This is, you mean as a, as a style? As right. a trending style. The one collar and one collar out. Right. Fair enough, John. Moving on. Uh, this one I like. This is, uh, again, from John. Harry Crane is the first... To grow '60s long hair and go counterculture, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of like this one. Mm. I can see Harry Crane with long hair. And what? He, he is the douchiest of all the guys. Uh, and like of all a the little one of those pencil mustaches. I don't think that's a '60s thing. The pencil mustache. Uh, not that I remember. No, I think that would be an earlier. You, don't you get us like a soul patch and a? I think that's a that's a '90s a... that's a '90s <laughs> '60s playback was the soul patch. If I I don't know, I'm not a. I'm not a sociologist, uh, but you like Harry going hipster with the I, long hair. And well, some... I like I like Harry going uh, going hippie, is what we're saying. Oh, hippie, right now, hipster. No, he's he's too far out for hipster. But um, I, I'm going to give that a well done, sir. I like that. All right, moving on. I'm guessing he just starts wearing a lot of turtlenecks, and it kind of stops there. I think maybe a lot of a lot of dickies, a lot of <laughs> you know, a lot of he's listen. I don't know. I've never touched the man. What? But he's he looks like a hot rock. My guess he my guess like is he would be he would be far too warm for a turtleneck. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on. And the last one from John. I uh and this kind of jumped into one of mine as well. That now now Don, it's well established, you know, we got all a lot out of that way in the first and second seasons about the whole Don Dick Whitman thing. Yeah. But it is by no means universal knowledge. Oh, this is true. It's just not wearing it on his sleeve, as some might say. Correct. So if you think about the primary characters who are unaware of his actual identity, we have Henry Francis. Henry Francis. We have 
Wait, do we really? Does Henry know? Well, I no, mean, no, Henry doesn't know. Well, right. Well, unless Betty told we're, her that we're not aware of that. Exactly. We're assuming he doesn't know, but I don't know. He could right. know. Roger Sterling. Does Roger not know? He doesn't Roger, know. He does not know. Okay. I mean, the only person that knows is is Ray B. Pete. No, well, Bert Cooper knows. Bert Cooper knows because he oh, kind of told him. Right. And 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 Betty knows. Yeah. And Betty and, knows, but. Peggy doesn't know. He did tell the children that yeah, people uh, call him Dick as a nickname. So that's not exactly true. Well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I, I think that this could definitely come back around. Like, you know, what what is this? Who are you? Mm-hmm. The whole identity thing could be brought back into play. I got to say, I feel like I disagree. Because it, 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 it's already... It's already um, the tension part of that has already hit. You know what I mean? Like the the danger uh, we've already confronted. So I don't know if I agree with that. I think I think we might be kind of. I mean, yeah, he's he's not proud of it, and he's he's a little he's a little shy when it comes to talking about it. But um, doesn't Doctor Faye know? Doctor Faye knows. Yes. Doctor Faye knows. She we does, left that yeah. out. Man, I love that Doctor Faye. We've got a few predictions for her. John, moving on. Just a few. Well, and that's it from our listener submissions. Thank you very much, <laughs> listeners. Oh, you know what? And it was, there was there was so m- I'm sorry we had to weed out so many. <laughs> There's so many good ones. There's so many good ones, but we just we just had to we had to read the best ones, John, because that's how we do. We're perfectionists, John. Were there any emails since the last show that maybe we should read before we get into our professional predictions? I think that's a, a great question, and sadly, no. <laughs> I know. I know. We got an email today from uh, from a doctor, uh, one Doctor Philip Anderson. Oh, you're right. So you're don't a friend of the show. Yeah, and we didn't get. Yeah, good friend of the show. So why don't you read that real quick? All right, uh, from Doctor Phil. Staff love the show, boys. Excellent work. Cannot wait to hear the next one. First, I thought in episode six it was interesting that Joan had brains for fingers. If you remember, that's where Joan uh, saves the guy whose leg was cut off by a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, husband Dr. Greg has no brains in his fingers. Oh, um, it's kind of a cultural comment about how men were favored. Uh, however, this day and age, Joan probably would have made a great doctor, as opposed to Rapey Greg. Uh, oh, secondly, that's his name. We were trying to think of. His we're name. trying to think of. I just call him Doctor. <laughs> I call him Doctor Harris. Oh yes, Doctor Harris. Uh, secondly, our most recent review on iTunes. Uh, although it did give us some credit, also came down on us with some criticism. Maybe we should read that first. Oh, go, go ahead. It was one of my favorite. Uh, it was one of my favorite uh, reviews of all time. I feel as if uh, possibly it was the most accurate review of our show, John. Don't you think? Uh, well, I, I know that's uh, that's what you think. I know Phil doesn't feel that quite as well. I gotta say, some people really know how to how to key into their feelings and thoughts. And um, the most recent, uh, the most recent uh, review certainly did. Let me just let me just pull that up here. Okay, here we go. It's from it's from one. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, folks. We didn't have it. It's one. It's from one hipster doof. Hipster doofy. Doofy. <clears throat> it's from one hipster doofy. I missed. I missed the. I missed the oofy on that. <laughs> Uh, I'll admit, I started watching Mad Men after season four and then sped through all of them in a couple of weeks. While waiting for season five, I came across this podcast to ease the pain. These guys are cultural literates, 
Paul can't remember anyone's name and continually refers to Betty as Peggy. John's microphone is unreliable at best. They laugh at their own jokes. <laughs> and they use the phrase, moving on and fair enough, way too often. And yet, as soon as I finish listening to one, I cue up the next one. I find myself laughing out loud on the bus and nodding my head uh, at their insights. I don't always agree with them, but their their Dissection. Dissection. <laughs> their dissection of the show is quite good. It really is like sitting in Paul's living room while watching. I love that they don't always agree with each other, and I must admit that I come down on John's side of the argument more often than Paul's. Which this, guy's, I, this guy is very articulate. I don't understand that. I, I didn't even know that word. I'm glad you were here. Uh, I have come to love their zany goofiness and their utter joy when, list, when listeners send in fan art or leave a comment on the website. These two are truly enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to listening to them in, quote, real time when season five starts. Now that to me, that was one of my favorite. Uh, that was my one of my favorite reviews. Now, John, did you? Uh, Were but, you but, one but of the Phil, one out of one listeners that found this review? I helpful? was the one listener <laughs> that found that helpful. Yes, thank, thank you, Kate. Uh, uh, Phil did not feel the same way, though. No, no, he felt that was a, the worst five star review he'd ever read. Uh, <laughs> See, I disagree. He, he, I think uh, that's an awesome review. I think I think he just took he took offense with uh, uh, calling us cultural illiterates. I think so. Clearly, so. if we have a show about a very popular uh, culture-affecting uh, television program, uh, we wouldn't be cultural literates. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of it's kind of an. And clearly, way. he was talking about you. I think not, uh, not John or or you. Um, I'm never on. You're on now, and you've you've been on at least four other episodes. Really, that many? Probably not. No. John. Yes. Are you ready to give some? Predictions. Let's do this. So Kate and I combined have uh, 30 predictions. Uh, John, uh, coincidentally, has 15. So if I'm doing my math correctly, that's uh, 74 each. <laughs> so why don't you kick us off, John? All right. Here's, a, here's number one. I think that during this season of Mad Men, somebody's going to drink too much. <laughs> Oh, John, you know what I love about you? Tell me. You are provocative. You don't just go for the easy out. You say, listen, I'm going to dive deep. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to come up with something that blows people's minds. And, John, by the way, mind's blown. Keep that coming. Here we go. Number one for, uh, for me. Now, here's the thing. I don't think that Donnie and... Uh, don't, don't call him Donnie. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't think that, you know, actually, anyway, I don't think Don and Frenchie and or Megan uh, will get married. I think they actually end up, will end up not being married. No way. You don't think so? Nope. I think this, I think this season starts with them married in a house. Where do they live? Do they live upstate or do they live in the city? Uh, actually, since the children are still going to be split custody, right? They probably live in the city. See, that's what I think. I would rather live in the city. And he's been doing that commute long enough. Yeah. Right? But I also think she might just disappear. Who? Megan. Oh, you think, like, they'll just forget that, that they said know. at the or end of the just, season? Or she'll just go missing. <laughs> oh. Or you think it'll be like, a, you know, an Austin Powers type of thing? Well, I where mean. Where it's like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, she was a fembot. 
Yeah. <laughs> as as New York falls into decay and decline. Maybe she'll be deported to Canada. Or get pushed into the subway. Paul. I'm sorry. L- listen, some of our predictions dark. some of our predictions get pretty dark. Number two, okay. All right, number two. Uh, this is mine actually. Uh, we haven't seen the last of Doctor Fay. Paul that's disagrees. With I me disagree, I, and sadly, this. because I love Doctor Fay like I love a Bobby Barrett, but I, uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't think she's because if you remember, she she actually got let go from the agency she was with because of Don's connection with her. And because of his um, his write up in the New York Times about how smoking is a bad. Your thoughts, your thoughts, John? Yeah, I think uh, I I just read a great article that was posted on our Facebook page by one of the listeners, and in it there's a quote from John Hamm that says, you know, when Don is given the choice, he always takes the easier of the two options. So in Doctor Fay, you have you know an intellectual equal. In Megan, you don't. You know, you have a moldable, young kind of um, person who's awestruck with his greatness. You know, so that's why he went that way. Sure. And so I think that, you know, that I do agree that she's probably going to be done. Okay. Yeah. Maybe in like season like 14, I Don will start coming around to these smart, nice women his own age. In the mid-70s? Maybe. Yeah. That's Mid-late 70s. Yeah. I don't, I don't think no? that's possible. Okay. Go ahead, John. All right, I'm going to go back to Megan, and I think when we start the series, when we start here on Sunday, Megan is either going to have had a child with Don, or she will have had corrective dental procedures. Oh, this is, this goes just goes directly against some of my predictions. Number one, I don't think she's had corrective dental uh, procedures. That's what's uh, that's 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 the spark that she's got, John. That's what makes her different. What sets her apart. Um, now, if she, uh, if she, uh, I, I don't think really you, another child. I mean, I clearly she, it won't be a warlock. I think she will be pregnant. You think I she'll don't be pregnant? Yeah, I think if not on the first episode, shortly into the season, that will be revealed. You don't think that he's learned his lesson? He's had enough. Ch- he's had enough children. But she's young. I mean, she's what, like twenty? She's like twenty-two, twenty-five, five. something like that. All right. All right. Uh, I have another one here. Uh, I think this is this is this is going to be very popular in the uh, in the Mad Menosphere. What? Uh, Jones, Doctor Dude, or Doctor Harris? He's going to die in Vietnam. Well, I mean, come on, Paul. That prediction practically wrote itself. Oh, it did, I was actually in here when I started writing. <laughs> <laughs> and populated by the keys. Uh, uh, your feelings on that, John? That he's going to die in Vietnam? Yeah. I don't think they're going to make it that easy. I would hope not. Actually, I hope he doesn't. You know, you know what would be a better storyline is if he doesn't die in Vietnam and he comes back, but he's all effed up from the war, like people are. Well, and maybe Matt Liner is listening he doesn't, to this right he doesn't, now, and he'll take that. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Sorry, but he doesn't see combat. He's a he's a doctor. You know, he's not no, 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 be... right. But still, I mean, the horrors of war are going yeah. mean, to he's going to see people blown apart in ways that just are and just young kids. I mean, he's still going to come back changed. I mean, I don't think anyone comes back from war. Absolutely. You know, when I, I think that's a, the great question is like, when are we actually, you know, when do you think we're going to start? Because it's been, you know, it's been a year and a half in real time. And the season four ended in October of 1965. So a year and a half puts us into 67. I really don't think real time has any bearing 
Well, I think it does be, just because of Sally Draper. Oh, this is true. You've been saying this because yeah. Sally Draper has aged a year, and at that age, a year is a big deal. Right. A year is a big deal. So, I mean, do you think they're going to jump to 67? Do you think they'll yeah. try and keep it in 66? I don't know, John. These are things These are things I'm not smart enough to answer. I don't think they jump too far ahead. You don't want to. You want to. You want to hide from the seventies for as long as, as you, you can. Can you imagine all these people in horrible seventies clothing? I don't want to. Oh my god! I don't want to. Those I'm awful, having bad dreams right now. Awful prints. <laughs> Odd, huge oddly ties cut, and oddly cut giant pants. collars. Yeah, this is this would be horrible. Polyester. This is not. This is it's not coming. You, you can't stop it. This is not how you win hearts and minds. Uh, <laughs> whose turn is it? I think it's Kate's turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. Um, so I think that Betty gets hooked on prescription drugs. I think that is a great <laughs> prediction. I think that is one of my favorite predictions. I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened by now. Well, so John, when do... Pers- just, this is a great doctor question. It's, I'm glad we have one in the room. When do prescription drugs become widely available? Well, there already are a lot available. If you remember the time when Don took the kid hitchhikers... And they had a bottle with them of barbiturates, which were used for anxiety. So that's mm-hmm. already out. Mm-hmm. Uh, morphine is already, you know, available, but not really uh, the way it, you know, pain medicine's available now. And you know, we're in the '60s. We're getting close to, you know, that the giant hippie, um, you know, mind-expanding drugs. And then in the '70s, or when you get into, you know, the real devastating uh, drug habit. So that it's it's coming. That's interesting. I think that was a great prediction. Well, well done. Okay, uh, John. All right, I have a, a theory that um, the two very unhappy wives of the show, Betty and Jane, are going to get together and form New York State's first roller derby team. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be called the Ice Boozers. <laughs> I got to tell you what, John. That is a yeah. brilliant prediction. <laughs> if there's any two people that could that could that could make a team uh, of roller derby ladies and uh, beat the shit out of other That's right. Other, those, other ladies on the rink. It's a family those, show, okay. Those oh, two sorry. are natural born jammers. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not afraid of Jane because she would show up drunk and just fall down. Although, do I think Betty could run an entire team on her own? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. She's she's a tough lady. Um, prediction number five from Paul. Um, the warlock learns how to control weather and the tides, John. We haven't heard enough from Baby Jean, uh, who uh, we all re- refer to as a warlock. Um I think he's gonna he's gonna come into his own, start causing trouble, potentially, and I don't know, um, uh, hook up with uh, with uh, that greasy creeper Glenn, and uh, and really and really turn it out in Rye. You know All what right. I mean? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think maybe it's a it'll be idea. one of those savants who can like you know add crazy huge numbers and, <laughs> and you know just walk up to any piano and play like the he's most a prodigy music he's a prodigy yeah i like that very nice good all right um sally has her first sexual experience in this next season and we know that's provocative but i think that's a very possible situation you mean you mean with another person uh yes, yes. Right, because we already know that she's had her first sexual experience with a couch. Uh, 
Which is, I think, how it happened for all of us. John, your thoughts? Awkward. <laughs> uh, yes, we think if not if not Glenn, um, then uh, someone. I mean, how how old how old will she be? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking teens, maybe early she'll be teens? like thirteen. Maybe. Yeah. In in real life, she's twelve right now. Oh. She doesn't turn she doesn't turn thirteen till November of this year. Well, but so okay. So she could be she could be thirteen. But they could always make her, you know, look a little older if they yeah. need to. Yeah, well eye makeup. Uh <laughs> I think that's that's also that's also a prediction because, you know, like we said, they've already kind of um they've already kind of uh moved into that area a little bit already. So it makes sense. Fantastic. I um I got another one here. I know we said that Faye is probably done, but I think that she is going to use her experience and she's going to write a book titled My Time with Don. Whoa. It's going to be a short book. <laughs> <laughs> like a pamphlet, really. <laughs> a pamphlet. I love that, Jess. <laughs> That's hilarious. My Time with Don. <laughs> it was good and then it was bad. That's pretty much it. Uh, we think that um, coming up, Peggy will still not meet a dude this season. Now, uh, now don't get me wrong. We realize that she's had boyfriends in the past and other seasons, but they've all been completely uh, worthless, to say the least. And I think she's going to continue that. I mean, here's here's the thing: the longer that she's at uh, uh, Sterling Cooper Dever Forest, uh, the more intimidating she is to um, men. And uh, I think it would actually take a really, really intense dude. So we have like a glorious Steinem on our hands here. Uh, you could say. Yeah. But if here's you, the thing: if you knew who that was, I, I think just uh, from a show. Culturally shows... illiterate. Culturally illiterate. It's true. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, John. What were no, you saying? Oh no problem. I think just from a show standpoint, though, you have to do something with her social life, uh, even if it is just some more loser boys. Because right. it, you can only take so much of, you know, the her and Don, Don, you know, standing over top. You know, that that dynamic only goes so far. But I think I think she she will continue. And I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think she'll continue for the rest of the series to not be able to get a um, a long term uh, boyfriend just because of um, just because each year she has to get. Harder and colder and tougher. You know what I mean? Can, can I make a rogue prediction? Please do. I think that there might be a little something something happening between Peggy and Stan. No. And they keep it real secret and nobody in the office do they, knows about do it. Do they keep it on the DL? Sure. See, I don't think Stan could do that. Yeah. I think true. Stan that... would be just like the uh, just like the Ron Burgundy character. Or he'd just come in one day and be like, I slept with Peggy. I'm having sex with Peggy. I mean, oh, man. I screwed that up. All right. All right. That was, that was, that was, that was a good build. Your next one, John? Or, or no, no, no. Kate. Kate, you're up. Oh, all right. Um, I'm going to skip over one, Paul. Is that all right? Ah, uh, okay. That's I, okay. I have to. That's okay. Okay. Um, so I think that Jane Sterling ends up pregnant. I think... I think that's that's another brilliant one because that is going to breed so much tension with with the Joan pregnancy, who we all know is pregnant via Roger Sterling. That's very, and it and it would give her cause to actually be in the show a little bit. 
Right. Yeah, we haven't been, seen her in like a season, I feel. She has been absent at best. Go ahead, John. All right. Uh, I think upon the realization of just what a terrible decision he made, and I think we saw it at the very end of the last episode, that Henry Francis is going to give uh, both Duck and Freddy a run for drunkest character in the history of the show. <laughs> I think we all feel... I think there's there's not a... There's not a a human alive that doesn't feel bad for Henry Francis at this point. Uh, Betty is completely off the rails, uh, as to be fair, she always has been. Uh, but he is really feeling it at the end of the at the end of the last season where she fires um, Carla. Carla, thank you, John. <laughs> Drink uh, that uh, like she's just out of her mind. And you 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 know what's so crazy? And we were just watching this episode. Maybe it was last night. Um, the amount of like resentment she has for creepy Glenn is like off the charts. Like she takes it personally and it's weird. And I guess, you know, like he's spending time with her daughter and I can probably imagine myself not wanting creepy Glenn around my own child. Um, but she's doing it for some bizarre personal... Yeah. It has nothing to do with protecting her daughter from a weird kid. No, no, no. no it's, she's it's, never protecting her daughter from anything. Well, here's the thing, though. To be fair, Glenn is the only one that calls her out on her bullshit sadness. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he always is like, just because you're sad doesn't mean everybody else has to be. And I wonder, I think that's what she must hate so much about him is, like, he gets her and he's just a little kid. Maybe in a couple of years they'll have a torrid affair. That's gross. Uh, moving I, on. I almost wrote a, a prediction as such, but anyway, because <laughs> uh, I was trying to work, I was trying to work Bobby Barrett into a prediction. Oh no, she's go long well. gone. It didn't go well. Uh, go ahead, John. Uh, I just did, man. That's your turn. Oh, is it my turn? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we we are, by the way, having having some uh, having some drinks tonight. Absolutely. Because it is the predictions <laughs> episode, John. Do you, and I, we we talked we talked about this. Um, do you have your tux on? Because this is the prediction episode. Uh, Kate and I are dressed up. Well, since we're in the studio, it's yeah. just the you know, it's just the jacket and tie. Sure, no pants. Right. Of course, <laughs> we are sitting down. Uh, my my prediction, uh, and this is one I feel very strongly about, and I, apparently I didn't know no one agrees with me. Um, the Peggy and Rapey Pete storyline is completely over. There is no reason to bring it back up. Um, I feel like they've both come to terms with it, and. Uh, it's just over. There's there's no way to bring it back. And I and I know we had mentioned this in the past that I disagree just because of the fact that Trudy's never heard it. And if it were to come out, you know, whether it's like through Peggy's mom or something, um, not that Peggy's mom knows it was Pete, but exactly you know. there, there there's there's no there's not a third party that's going to bring it out. And I feel like they are both completely over it and we haven't seen the love child in a well, while because he was apparently uh it was adopted right so that uh, that child could come looking for its real parents that type of thing yeah but that wouldn't happen for another 18 years John. yeah yeah storyline over dead thank you kate go ahead all right um <laughs> so this is a this is a strong one. Uh, I think that Crane's office catches on fire and is only part of the building to burn to the ground. Oddly, the fire is started by a misfire of the tiny cannon he keeps on his desk. This is true. Uh, of the whole building, only his office is burned all the, the way ground. down. 
Is he in there? Is he the one that fired the game? No, he's not. A, it was a misfire. It was. <laughs> of course, it was a misfire. You know what, it, John? Here's the thing. That's why you don't leave your cannon on when you leave the room. You know what I'm saying? Turn That's the just, cannon off. Right. And sometimes the, the sometimes the switch sticks. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Go ahead, John. So we know that you know little Bobby is getting older and he's getting more mobile. Mm-hmm. And I think with all the trauma and turmoil between the parents and Henry. I, I see in the future that Bobby is going to run away to Coney Island, but only to be discovered by a kindly police officer who brings him back to Don, but also just so happens to have his own ideas on advertising. What? That was, what? no offense, that was so convoluted. I, I, that was amazing. Um, that's a whole episode right there. That's, a, that's an entire episode. I, I, hope, I hope they're listening. John, my prediction, and I don't know if this is true, but um, Paul is recast as Bobby Draper. And now, let me tell you, I have the inside track on this. Um, but being that the uh, the table reads are so tight, I, 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 can't, I can't say whether I am cast as the new Bobby Draper or not, but it's looking good, John. <laughs> is this one of those things like from Swingers? Where you go to read for it, and they tell you at the end that it's for a six-year-old. <laughs> exactly, John. I'm reading for it. The cameraman is just tearing. He's crying. It's his own stuff, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Um, Henry Francis kills himself on account of Betty Monster being the worst human ever. I think that's. I mean, that is very possible. I think we're all in agreement that that Henry's not <laughs> he going to fare well. Either out of a window or over a bridge. I think, and, well, uh, or drinks himself to death, but or the, or sets himself on fire. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the thing about I mean, Henry but, is, as much as I, he probably wants to hurt himself, he's got like the whole campaign thing brewing. Remember, oh. like they want him to like no, try and take the guy all the way to the White House, so he might just leave and say forget it and focus no, on his career. Here's the thing: if you've spent any time with January, January Jones, I mean Betty Monster, uh, you 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 feel the you feel the unhuman urge to kill yourself. That's what Matt Lauer told me after the interview on the Today Show yesterday. Go. It was awkward. Go ahead, John. Sure. So, on hearing that the news that the baby is his, Roger is instantly going to have his third coronary. <laughs> and then he will be the second person ever to receive a heart transplant because the first one was done in 1967. Oh my God, John. Whoa. That would be brilliant because he's got the money. Right? Right? I love that one. I love that one. Is it a pig's heart? No. No, no. It's a human heart? Human no. heart. Okay. So some guy was in a car accident. Uh, my next prediction. Uh, Henry Francis starts to cheat on Betty just as much as Don did. I'll tell you what, John. Uh, she drives guy. She drives men astray. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get. The, I got the feeling that like when the whole thing started, it wasn't that he was being driven astray. That that's just how Don is. Yeah, but that's because we didn't know enough. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, I think that when we rejoin. The cast, uh, Sterling Cooper, Draper Price, is still struggling. Uh huh. I mean, they have the nylon business, right? But that's only what, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, something like that. No, I think it was. I think was it, it was, more than that. I think it was like a couple million a year. Oh, really? But here's the thing. Uh, I think it would be too easy just to come back everything rosy. You know what I mean? 
Like, oh, Don's getting married. Oh, the company's doing great. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would just be a little bit, um, a little bit of a easy way. It was way. too easy. Yeah. All right, John. All right. Um, I think that, you know, and I'm sure there's always fans clamoring for this and it'll probably never happen, but with the Lucky Strike account dead and Stan likely off in Vietnam, Sal gets the call to come back to art. Oh, oh I like that. I, I like, like that. I like the way you work that in. Yeah. That was nice, John. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I sat on the train today trying to come up with a hilarious prediction for Sal, and I gave up. So I'm glad you got him in there. <laughs> here's, here's my next one. Uh, Glenn becomes a ticket taker, taker on the Metro North and visits Sally every weekend in secrecy. So that because would fit in with the creepy. It does fit in the creepy. And let's not forget, um, uh, Glenn, uh, he loves odd jobs. He was working at that Christmas tree uh, uh, sales place uh, at the beginning of the season. Right, and he's an amateur boondoggle maker. Yeah, you know, here's, <laughs> I, uh, not to be misunderstood, but he does seem uh, a bit of a boondoggle himself, if you will. All right. Uh, I think that Sally will move in with Don and Megan. I think so too. I think she's. I think she's over the. I think Betty she, Monster, and I think Betty Monster is over Sally. She comes of age, and she's just like, "Listen, I'm out of here," and she just moves in with them. I mean, we know she wants that. Oh yeah, who wouldn't? I want that. Well, I have. Uh, I think that Betty, once Henry either you know leaves or kills himself, <laughs> she is going to be forced to look for work, and I've. I, I think that she's going to rediscover her love for all things cooking. She's going to take her mother's maiden name and retire with millions as Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. John, John, I appreciate the distance you're going on all of these. <laughs> Ours have been kind of short and to the point. He's thinking outside the box. Seriously, really you're writing nice. a whole episode for each prediction. Wow. It's incredible. In case things lag after this season, Did you Betty know, he might need some more ideas. Did poison everybody? Was that part of her? <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of her things? Yeah. Uh, my next prediction, Betty goes crazy with conflicting feelings about wanting to get back with Don. I think, I mean, this is, they, 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 they kind of let Someone us Someone get a this little one. gels? She gets a whole lot of gels, um, especially once she sees Megan and her effed up teeth. She's like, look at me. My teeth are perfect. I mean, she is beautiful. Megan? No, Betty. I, they're, they're both, they're both, they're both pretty attractive to be okay. fair. This is what we started talking about the other day, the percent pretty the per versus percent crazy. And Right. This is true. John and I did. So we did a, we, we, we did a percentage crazy to pretty, I believe, the less crazy, uh, the the better, uh, you know, for uh, you know any kind of time. Um, Betty is ninety percent, what no ninety percent crazy, ninety five percent pretty, whereas Megan is. Wait, I, is this supposed to add up to one hundred percent? No, it's not supposed. To, you know, they're they're on they're on their own scales. Oh, they're on their own separate scales. Oh. And then uh, Megan, who we don't know very well, is uh, is uh, possibly we're just going to give her thirty percent crazy, um, and. I, I think, I think a good a good eighty five percent pretty. I think we have to go a little higher on the crazy for Megan just for the accepting of a proposal after day seven. 
from the owner but, of an ad agency. But these were these were times, John, where if you weren't married by the time you were what, like seventeen, right? You were an old maid. Yeah. All right. So I mean, okay, I ladies were clamoring for a proposal. They from were whoever. They were a clamoring. This is true. I didn't know. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Chauncey, R.I.P., has a litter of puppies that continue. <laughs> They continue with the name. So what just... Chompsies. No, not Chompsies. Well, Chompsies. no. But she has a litter, so it's Chompsies. Oh, there's, Chompsies. There's several okay. Chompsies. <laughs> and Betty adopts one of Chompsies unknowingly. Uh, the warlock baby Jean and Chompsy conspire to rule Rye County. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a whole episode. I believe the power of Chompsy. A dog that was let go on Madison Avenue. And the warlock, Baby Jean. Uh, Most likely just got hit by, like, the M11 bus. Um, <laughs> this is true. But their powers combined could really, could really overtake Rye County. Uh, just I so think that's know. a different network. Oh, the, <laughs> the power of the warlock and the Irish setter. This is true. Both dangerous. Uh, Go ahead, Jen. Yep. I have, uh, I have Dr. Greg over in Vietnam. I think yeah, it's a little friendly with one of the ladies and takes a Vietnamese bride. Oh. Now, he gets a little torn on what to do because Joan's waiting. He's like, ah, you know, what happened? So he's about to break the news, but he finds out the baby's is not his. And he's like, well, forget that, and takes his Vietnamese bride, and they retire to Missouri. <laughs> is he from Missouri? No, no. Fair, fair enough, John. Well done. Uh, here's the thing. Francine moves to Rye to be Betty's neighbor just to upset Dr. John. No, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that anybody's listening to the show that writes the show, but uh, so far we've been right on uh, uh, several things. And uh, I think I would hate to see Francine go. She's already gone. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. No. All right. Um, <clears throat> Bert Cooper dies. I think this is a strong possibility. Bert Cooper is a is a is, a, is he's an old dude, John. That was one of mine. I actually have them doing it with you know with really with nothing, you know, not not going the way of uh, Blankenship, uh, Blankenship, but rather if you remember, he owns a ranch out west, you know, and so it might be just be an announcement that you know while out with his cattle, he simply dies. Hmm. And got that's how that's really bringing the show da- down, John. All right, here we go. I got another one. Uh, our buddy Ken Cosgrove, who I think we really, really like on this show. Yeah, we have Good grown guy. to like him. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, if you remember back a while ago, he got some notoriety for a publication that he got in a magazine. The Atlantic. Well, the Atlantic. Oh, right. Yeah. The well, writer. You know, exactly. And so writers write. You know, he didn't just stop. So he <laughs> uh, publishes another story, and this gets Pete so mad he fires Ken. I don't think he can fire Ken. Yes, he can. He's a partner. No, oh, all right. Well, just like haters gotta hate, John, writers gotta write. <laughs> I understand. Uh, my prediction: somehow Ken Gos- Ken Cosgrove is involved in the moon landing. I don't know how, John, but somehow I don't know whether he's he's calling the shots at, at, at ground control, or whether, maybe or, him and Don just bump up into each other. Like, oh, maybe maybe he lands NASA as a client. No, Kate. Kate is saying that there is a is there is a a butt to butt touch moon landing. Oh, which is probably more probable. 
Oh, man. All right. Um, <clears throat> I think that Lane Price, in a fit of defiance, uh, heads to the Playboy Club and starts <laughs> the bunny relationship up again. Yeah. Remember he was dating that he was dating that hot tail from a mm-hmm. uh, the Playboy Club. No. Well yeah, up until his dad broke his hand. Yeah, but here's the thing. Uh dad's back in the UK and uh the Playboy Club is here. And I would like to see But uh, we also have to remember that Lane Price has moved his family back to the States. Yeah, that never stopped Don. Well, I think he'd made me a like a little bit better man than Don. Players gotta Player, no? Players got to play, Kate. No, players got to play. Right. Go ahead, John. All right. I think that, you know, this is going maybe a little bit farther in the future, but after having a baby for a couple of years, Joan is going to go a bit stir-crazy from the little one. She's going to grab her accordion and head up to Woodstock, only to be turned away as not hip enough. Oh, I don't think Woodstock would turn her away. No. With not an accordion? A, not at all. they bring her in. If anyone looks like Mother Earth. It is Joan. Well done, Kate. Don't know how well to take done. that. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Don cheats on Megan the night before the wedding. Boom, boom, pow. <laughs> no. Do you, do you have somebody? Like, is it, he cheats on her with anyone in particular? Is it well, one of the whores? No, it would be Bobby Barrett. <laughs> oh, she's of course. dead, man. Get over <laughs> Bobby Barrett. <laughs> she's dead. Forget it. I know you want her to come back so bad. All right. Um... Speaking of Bobby Barrett, uh, I believe that she will return as a client and sets her sights on a disheartened rapey Pete. That's right. I think Bobby Barrett's just going for any young, young tail she can get, whether it's a rapist or not. There's no more Bobby. She's All done. Right. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I got that uh, Las Vegas is going to set the over-under on Don's new sexual conquests at three and a half. Whores are included. Wait, what? <laughs> so, sorry, I forget that you don't gamble much. So, <laughs> what if I said that uh, Don is going to have three and a half new women in the next season? Would yeah. you take? Would you go over or under that number? Oh. Oh, I'd say over. I go under. Oh. We'll see who's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Betty Monster kills Henry Francis in a fit of rage when he asks her to please turn off the lights when she leaves a room and isn't planning to come back uh, to save on electricity. That's right, John. <laughs> any uh, any little nugget could really set her off. In That's a, true, uh, but she, in a she seems rage. so frail. Like if she tried to stab him, like the knife would just stop at the skin. No, you she know, does not she seem stab strong. Herself. Like she's that dumb. I would I would ask you both to think of it like this: um, the great Indiana Jones situation, where um, Henry Francis is waving around swords, and Betty Monster just pulls out a gun and shoots him. Mm. Is that because she has diarrhea? What? <laughs> is that what? in the movie? I don't know what he's talking about. That was I, hilarious. Been a long Wait, time. are you serious? You don't know that story? No. No, I don't. As, as a as a very quick aside from the world of Mad Men to Indiana Jones, um, that scene that I think a lot of people remember that you just described, it was originally written that Harrison Ford would have a very impressive, prolonged hand-to-hand sword fight with this guy. But Harrison Ford in real life had dysentery from the local food. And so they just gave him that short pull-out-the-gun-and-shoot-him scene. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Wow. 
Man, sometimes a movie just writes itself. All right. So, where are we now? Ah. 26. All right. So, um, before his death, Henry Francis wins the New York Senate and promises to clean things up around here. <laughs> what? This is not mine, folks. <laughs> BTW. <laughs> that, was, that was mine. All right, go ahead, John. Sure. Uh, I know we've talked about Sally getting it. Uh, Betty getting into some prescription drug use. I think Sally's going to get into the recreational use. I think she'll get her hands on some marijuana or something else and uh, really start to get into the rebellion phase. I like that. I like that. Um, My next one, Megan's teeth continue to shift and the front snargle cuts Don during an intense makeout session. That'd be tough to explain. That's a very that's 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 very possible. Uh, uh, front snargle is when uh, a tooth in the front of your mouth kind of kind of pokes out and uh, kind of like um, Kirsten Dunst, uh, if you want to imagine, she's got some snargles on either side. Well, that's a side snargle. Well, she's she's got that's, them. Yeah, side snargles. Yeah. Anyway, listen, folks, if you want to point out to your coworkers who's got a snargle <laughs> and who doesn't, feel free after the show. <laughs> All right, so after the death of Joan's husband, Dr. Harris, uh, Joan earns extra cash playing a sex accordion show in the village. Yeah, getting sexy with an accordion. Part of the beatnik scene. Yeah, you know. Maybe there's a little poetry slam in there somewhere. Maybe. Who knows? There's some kind of slam. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, John. (laughs) Despite the fact that uh, Anna has passed away, I don't think we've seen the end of the smirker. Oh, the smirker. Her niece, the smirker? Stephanie. Stephanie, the smirker. Oh, She can't say yes. anything without looking like she's going to laugh right. right after. God, I can't stand her. You think she's coming out to New York? Oh, I hope not. Oh, my God, I hope not. <laughs> Please don't let that happen. Uh, here's the thing, John. I think uh, Midge dies of a heroin overdose. You remember Midge? Uh, she was the first the first lady we met that Don... Uh, yeah, the village artist. Unfa- yeah, yeah, yeah. She dies of a heroin overdose... Uh, but that painting that Don bought off of her, right before she dies, she becomes she, she starts to gather uh, you know some fame from her paintings, and it turns out uh, the one Don bought worth thousands of dollars. He sells it for the profit. That was terrible. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we've only got one left. All right, uh, Freddie Rumson commits suicide after a relapse of the drinking. Really? I'm it's like, dark. I know that's it's dark, really dark. But I'm convinced that someone is going to commit suicide this season, and I know why. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. So, I was listening to an interview with the guy who plays Harry Crane, and his character. Well, his character originally was supposed to kill himself at the end of season one uh, hmm. by jumping out the window. And it never happened because, you know, Crane's character expanded and, and whatnot in the hey-hey. So I think that's, 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 that's a dramatic uh, uh, device that they have not used yet. And I think they will. Hmm. Yeah. That's all hmm. I got. That's, that's, that's all we got on this end, John. Do you have one more? Uh, my last one is that Bobby 5.0 will last the entire season. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's possible. No, no he's not going to. I mean, they're going to start this this season with a new Bobby, right? Well, here's the thing. The yeah, there's a, it's the tradition is always start with a new Bobby, and uh, and and not one Bobby has ever made the January Jones a gauntlet, as they say. It's the uh, Hunger Games out there, folks. Yeah, I guess so. If I <laughs> if I knew what that was. <laughs> You don't even know what that is. I do. Oh, have you read The Hunger Games? No, I haven't. But you saw the trailer. But I, I do go on People Online. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, John. All right. So, um, everybody, we are going to live tweet uh, the episode this Sunday. It's going to be a special two-hour episode. We, uh, both John and I, will be on the tweeters. Oh, can I be on the tweeters? You can be on the tweeters. Right. I mean, oh, I no. don't know if I feel like it, but we'll see. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kate is the worst co-host we've ever had. Uh, so we'll be on the tweeters tweeting live uh, the entire time. So feel free to join in. We'll retweet you uh, so we can all enjoy uh, your witty banter. Um, unless, of course, it's not witty. Uh, and, no judges. Uh, there's, a, there's a slight possibility that uh, Kate and I, or just me, will be going to a special Manhattan uh, first screening of uh of mad men uh it was advertised on the thrill list uh for those of you in uh in the city uh it's already sold out but uh if you're there uh you may see me i'll be the guy that looks just like paul giamatti <laughs> and for uh, for all of our listeners in the greater columbus area the gateway theater downtown or i'm sorry on campus is showing it for free Oh, that's they'll a good have one. Uh, they'll have popcorn and kind of uh, uh, snacks and so forth and um, I don't know I might be heading down that way. Oh really? Yeah. That's oh, exciting. that would be exciting. That's yeah. exciting, John. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to see where the uh, where the one that I might be at is going to happen. I believe it's going to happen at the Tribeca Grand. Oh, the Tribeca Hotel, Grand. Everybody. That sounds that sounds fancy. It's a little swank. Oh, it is at the Tribeca Grand. Uh, it's sold out, uh, but if you're going to be there, uh, either I or Kate and I or neither of us. We'll be standing in the corner. We'll be standing in the corner because we did get our tickets uh, soon enough. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we had to go in as, as press for the Madman recap. We will be covering it if we go. So, uh, so get excited. You can always contact us at uh, staff at madmanrecap.com. Uh, we are on the Facebook, so feel free to join our community. And we are on the Twitter, and you're going to want to follow that, at Madman Recap. So uh, we look forward to seeing the new show, John. I'm pretty excited. It's been a year or three. Feels like seven. Uh, but I can't wait. Looking forward to it. <laughs> I, I was very concise, John. I appreciate that. Well, um, I guess we'll talk to you uh, next Monday or Tuesday. And I can't wait to re. God, this is going to take us forever to recap a two-hour wow. episode, John. How are we going to do that? Well, you, but with commercials, we're talking less than an hour forty-five. Do you think we should split up the next show into two shows? No. No. Make ours a two-parter no, to be suck it up to don't be continued to be continued. No. I don't know if my nasally voice can make it for that long. <laughs> Just make sure you have something to drink. Oh, I always do, John. Come oh, on and, and a neti pot. Have one of those hands. Should I have a... <laughs> what do you need a neti pot for? I've... Oh, because you're so nasally. Because I'm so nasally. I yeah. think that was the... 
Yeah. Yeah. Calling out John's jokes. That's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friend. We will talk to you later. Sounds great. Great show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.